Do you ever find yourself constantly second-guessing your decisions? Maybe waffling, going back and forth, maybe starting new things, changing course, deciding not to do things, or what about deferring to others for your decisions? I got to check with my coach. I'm going to go check what it says in the course. And then what about flip-flopping? You do make a decision, but then you're like, you know what? I thought about it. And you seem really confident. I thought about it and I want to do this. But if you're doing this over and over again, okay, if you're believing that you can do one thing and then all of a sudden not believing, you know, you wanting something, but acting in ways that really make it impossible to have that thing, that launch, that business that you want. Well, my friends, you are self-sabotaging yourself, first of all, and these are all classic symptoms of not trusting yourself. That's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode of the Fearless Launching Show. So keep listening if you need a little bit more trust. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Thanks for joining me again this week. And we're going to be talking about trust today. I said that in the intro. But what I didn't say is that this is pretty much my journey right now. And some of the things that I'm focused on are specific and I have learned and I'm starting to, you know, get better at, I think it's a process, is trusting myself. So why is trust so important, especially as it relates to your business and to the things that you decide I'm going to launch? Well, trust helps us reach our goals because we trust the process. We trust our vision. We feel okay even when we make mistakes. This is why trust is so important because it allows us to be like, yeah, that was a mistake, but mm, here's how we're going to do it differently next time. Another the reason trust is important is we don't attach the outcome to our self-worth. Hugely important. And all of these, by the way, are things that I have struggled with. Uh, in terms of what launches mean, what they don't mean, what mistakes mean, what the outcome means. And when you trust yourself, other people start to trust you too. That's another reason why trust is important. Also, you no longer sit in the blame or shame game, which it's not a really fun game, but instead you're able to look inward and find answers. And then most importantly through this whole thing, and this is why it's so critical to launches, is that trust in yourself improves how you follow through and your productivity and your stress level and your overwhelm overwhelm, and all of that. All right, so let's dive into this. We are going to go through why we lose or lose sight of it in terms of 
trust and trusting ourselves. We're also going to talk about how to actually get it back. These are these are things that I have I have like a notes app that I just when I find things that I can use for myself, I put them in there and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I do. I need this. Then we're going to talk about specifically how to apply this to your next launch. These are really simple, basic things. I don't want you to think here that this is going to be a lecture on, well, you have to trust yourself. I want you to be able to be like, yeah, I can do that today. I want you to feel that confidence and I want you to trust that you can actually improve this part of you and in part of the way you approach maybe your business because trust is kind of funny. It's not necessarily an absolute through all areas of your life, but it can be. So not trusting yourself in your business might be a hint that you might be doing it in other areas of your life or vice versa. So just know that trust isn't going to necessarily mean it's in it's something that is across the board in every single area, but it's definitely one that if left kind of unchecked, it can spread. So let's talk about why we lose it or lose sight of it, because this is something that I dug into and I'm not sure because usually I'll, um, usually I'll cite where I found it, but I didn't for a few of these. So I will let you know. And if you're curious where I found this information, then I reach out to me because I can definitely point you. It could have been a book. It could have been something like in a Kindle book that I copied and pasted into my notes. Um, but regardless, I think that this trust piece is so critical. Okay. So one source says sometimes we lose trust in ourselves after we make a mistake or after someone criticizes us harshly or constantly. I mean, I think that we can all agree that we've had moments where we made a mistake and someone chastised us for it. Usually though, when it's in your business, you're probably going to be the one who chastises yourself, or you might have kind of insensitive business besties or people in your life and other relationships who are like, why didn't that work out? You said it was going to, what did you do wrong? What did you mess up? And so that does happen over time. It can happen over time if we don't have if we have a low self-worth already, this is like one of those kind of crossover reasons why we lose that trust in ourselves. And it can really feel more difficult to make decisions when you can't trust yourself because you're, you start to think that you're going to make the wrong decision or make the wrong choice. And you might be just prone to criticizing yourself if you have made decisions in the past that maybe other people didn't think were right, you didn't think were right, whatever. And I can um, put this in context from my own life right now. I'm trying to make a really big decision about where my daughter and I will live. And it feels impossible. And, you know, I'm, I'm taking this out of the business world just for now because Usually there are some more facts when it's business related that help me make decisions eat more easily. But in my real life, I might have, and I do have my past and my memories of making bad decisions and what happened as a result. And, you know, after a lifetime, not all of your decisions are bad, but like after a lifetime of 
you know, looking at, okay, well, when I did this, that happened. So I don't want that to happen. But the truth is, is you cannot. And I just have to stress this, knowing that I've had some pretty big decisions that moved me completely away from where I was living to staying where I was for too long and not doing something, not making a decision is just as detrimental. So just know, just notice this is all I'm doing is like why we lose it or lose sight of it. I, I want us to like, I can think to myself why this has happened to me in my life. And I can also just acknowledge that when it happens in my business, like, oh, right. The reason I did that was because I probably did this. And you might want to just reflect on that for a moment and just ask yourself, have there been times when you made decisions that other people criticized you for, or that people told you, told you, oh, well, that's the wrong thing. Or you got in your head somehow that you weren't doing it correctly. I have tons of people coming to me inside Fearless Launching, the program that, I, that I've run since 2012. So it's been quite a few people have come through the doors. And I, I cannot tell you how many people have said, well, this wasn't a real launch. I didn't really do this the right way. I didn't do this the way you told me to. And that just shows me right there, I, or it makes me ask, huh, I wonder if they don't trust their decision to do this thing or I even, or they don't trust their success because usually it's like, well, this happened. I made this many sales, but it wasn't a real launch. (laughs) So ask yourself if you've ever done that. Another example that i that I found was Mark Manson on his episode. He he does this whole episode about trusting yourself and he shares this. This is actually interesting in our business world that we're easily manipulated and then when we don't get what we want, we feel cheated. And if we keep making these types of manipulated decisions, say, and, and this is me putting my note in, say, buying all the courses. We think we can't be trusted. How many of you said, I'm on a course embargo. I'm not buying any courses right now. I've got to, I've got to implement what I bought already. I've got to finish that book or whatever torture you feel like you deserve because maybe that decision, and and that isn't necessarily going to get you the results. Like I'm going to finish this because It's just, I didn't do anything with it. Now, maybe you really didn't do anything with that course. And, but I don't think you, I think sometimes we want the experience and we want something that that person has in their life or their business. So we're, we purchase for so many different reasons, right? And so in this case, buying all the courses, maybe, maybe you can be trusted, And maybe now you need to have a new way of deciding what courses and products and coaches to work with. Instead of, I'm not buying any more courses. I'm going to apply this stuff. Well, what if that stuff is wrong? Like this is where the whole, it's like this crazy cycle that you might get into and think, well, maybe the courses were wrong. Maybe I just made bad decisions. Either way, you're going to probably skew how you learn or how you Uh, I guess, take action based on like past things where maybe you felt manipulated into making that decision. Um, Another place, another kind of, I kind of thing that I like 
took out of, I think it was Psychology Today, one of their webs, one of their articles, it ties our self-trust. It's about tying our self-trust to what we believe. So, so first of all, when you don't trust yourself, usually you're just not confident. There's a, there's a self-confidence issue to this. Okay. Um, and perfectionism is also in there too. Like we don't trust that it's good enough. We're good enough. Okay. So if we believe we have to have everything or something all figured out before we take action, those thoughts can actually keep us from doing something that we value, that we want to do. And think about that. Have you ever felt that way? Because if you feel that it has to be perfect before it goes out the door or has to be a specific way or, or in this, in this specific timing, if you have high expectations and you have like that belief, well, I've got to put 40 hours of work in or this is not going to be a successful launch. Well, you might not actually get there because you have these beliefs that maybe you can't even reach these ideals that you, that are not reachable by anybody. Now, of course you can work 40 hours a week. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, what do you believe you need to have all figured out before you start working towards your launch? Do you believe that your course needs to be done? Do you need, do you think that your You've got to start list building first. What is it that you believe? Because maybe those things aren't true and maybe the launch is part of the product creation or the service creation or the business creation process. Okay, next, self-trust is not trusting yourself to know all the answers, nor is it believing that you will always do the right thing. So have you ever felt like, well, I can trust myself if I know all the answers, take all the right actions and, you know, and do, do all the right things in the right order. So <laughs> if that's been me. That's me thinking, okay, well, uh, like I just need to know, have more information. I need to learn more and do the right things. That's not self-trust. It is having the conviction. And this is like an interesting thing. It's also from Psychology Today, another another article, which I can probably find because I have them in a different Google doc. Um, but if you can be kind and respectful to yourself, regardless of your actions that lead to those outcomes and regardless of your effort. So can you do that? That is self-trust, right? And this is where we get into trouble because if we believe <laughs> we must always do the right things and Tell me a human being that does all the right things all the time. I'm, I don't think they're human, actually. Even computers get things wrong sometimes. So then we think that this is a justified reason for not trusting ourselves. We're like, well, I didn't do the right thing, so I can't be trusted. Well, I bought too many planners, so I can't be trusted to buy, not buy planners again. Well, that's maybe a different story. Oh, I'll, I'll let my planner obsession go away. When in fact, here's the deal, the way we treat ourselves based on all decisions and outcomes. Again, this is in another completely separate article. If we can treat ourselves regardless of what decisions we make, regardless of what actions we take, and regardless of what outcomes we get, if we can treat ourselves with kindness, compassion, accepting ourselves, acceptance, that is trusting ourselves. And if you're willing to simply say, okay, what's my next best step? 
So you might think, okay, I'm going to have this launch planned all out. And I'm, I'm all for mapping out your launch. But the plan sometimes changes. The map is the same, but you might just have to take some detours here and there. So what is your next best step? And how can you approach that knowing that, well, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm going to be compassionate to myself. I'm going to accept what happened. I'm going to be curious about what happened, but I'm not going to be mean to myself, right? So these are just some ways I think that we, are, so basically just to kind of wrap this little section up, we lose trust in ourselves. We lose sight of it for a variety of reasons, right? We lose it because maybe we make a mistake. We know it was a mistake and then we criticize ourselves or somebody else does, or we constantly berate ourselves for all the things we're not doing. And so there's that. And then what about being manipulated or feeling like basically blaming it on someone else? Like this person manipulated me into this thing. I didn't get it what I wanted, the result I wanted. I feel cheated. So I don't trust myself to make those decisions and I don't trust them, you know? So there's, there's a whole myriad of trust issues then. Also it can come from just lack of self-confidence, right? Because we believe something must be in existence. We believe we must take the right actions, have the right thoughts, do the right things to get the right outcome. And when we don't get the right outcome, we think we didn't do the right thing. We don't know enough. Like it's like a whole kind of faulty thinking that is perfectionism. This is why I'm, I'm obsessed with perfectionism, by the way, because perfectionism is one of those things where people assume that it's someone who has the spick and span house or the perfectly organized everything. And actually there is one category that I've written about in my, I'm, I'm writing in my book proposal right now that is all about that hot mess perfectionist. The person who literally wants things to be perfect, has all these high expectations, but actually has so many expectations that they are a flipping hot mess. Okay. And the reason why I get so crazy about that one, I, I call myself crazy by the way, is because I am that person. You might think that I'm super organized and I'm, I'm knowing all the things that I'm doing, but often I feel very scattered and anxious because of my high expectations of myself. And I have worked on being more compassionate and being like, Oh, that's cute that you did that. Like, instead of being like, why did you do that? Like I try to turn it around and make it a funny thing or make it a oh, you, you know, type of response to myself. And, and that actually has diffused things a little bit. Um, and then I think that is it. Like what we believe about ourselves, what other people say about us, what actions we take, like what we think is real and not real or the best, you know, it, it really comes down to expectations and it comes back to what we believe is the thing that we need to do and if we veer from that and don't get the result we want, we're like, well, that's why. Because we didn't set, spend 40 hours. We didn't send the right emails. We didn't, we don't have the right course and, you know, all of that. So I could talk about why we lose it and lose sight of it. But I would just ask yourself if anything that I'm rambling through today, you know, means anything to you and, and, and speaks to you. Because sometimes even something... We, we might think, oh, well, I trust myself in business. 
but I suck at this. Like if you start talking to yourself like that, well, you're not being kind to yourself. So there is a part of you that doesn't trust yourself. So just look for the places where you aren't kind, where you aren't compassionate, where you don't accept who you are and your abilities and your expertise, whatever. And look for those places. Just ask like, and if you notice it, just say, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) So, you know, really pay attention to this stuff. And this is not woo-woo. This is human psychology. And you kind of have to do some self-coaching. I highly recommend Brooke Castillo's The Self-Coaching book. I don't remember what it's called. I'll have to find that and get a link for you guys. But you can just look up Self-Coaching habit or something like that on Amazon and probably find it. Really good one. Um, So how do we get our trust back? How do we get it back? Okay. So there's a few things that, and this is, I won't even bother, but like this is from a variety of sources. Um, But I think I just kind of hinted to it. So the first thing is like when we have this moment where we are feeling regret and shame and disappointment We have to practice shifting to ask, what did I I learn from this launch? What did I learn from this webinar? What did I learn from this? Okay. And what are the facts? How many, this is something that I have talked about a lot. A lot of my coaches are like hammering it in even more to me right now. And it is really important to know the facts. Once you know the facts, then you're able to, again, ask, well, what can I learn from this? Oh, I needed more traffic. Oh, maybe that wasn't the right audience. Oh, maybe I can do this next time. Or, oh, I got that. Those emails worked. What are the facts? What are the numbers? And finally, the other question is, is there room for improvement? Because usually facts point to things that you can improve. Okay. But I get it. Uh, Like I said in just a few moments ago, the bigger the regret, the deeper the shame, and and the bigger the opportunity is for you to, to pull out that compassion, pull out that forgiveness that you would have for someone else who maybe, imagine somebody else went through a launch that wasn't great, your business bestie, okay? And what would you say to them? Would you say what you say to yourself? And then also, you can also find compassion and forgiveness for other people who, who harm you, not even harm yourself, but like you can focus whatever positive attitudes you have towards other people going through difficult things or going through that regret and those decisions and those outcomes that maybe you're going through, just bring that back to yourself. You get that too. And when we demonstrate to ourselves, when we can actually, you know, take the time to go through our launches and to go through what's happening in our business and demonstrate that we've learned from whatever the mistake is, the the thing that we did wrong, well, guess what? Regret can evaporate. It can literally disappear. And once regret disappears, then we can just be like, okay, so I didn't do my best and that's okay. I forgive myself for that thing and I can trust myself because I know what happened and I know what to fix. And those things can happen automatically simply by focusing 
on what did we learn? So that post-launch wrap-up is so important. We are basically in this in this moment of, and you can do this, what did I learn from this? What are the facts of this situation? This can be applied to business and your everyday life because once you produce that evidence, like, oh, here's what I learned, that starts to then create this whole cycle in your brain that you're going to be okay. You can figure this out. And that also leads to more self-trust. When you believe you can figure it out and it's just a puzzle that needs to be figured out, you can figure it out. And I can't help but mention Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. So I'm going to put that link below too. She's um, That's another really great book. You guys know that I love Marie, worked with her for years. Um, so I can't say enough about that book. Um, the next thing you can do, so you're, let's say you've asked yourself a bunch of questions, you know there's room for improvement, you're ready, you know, you've been compassionate about it and a little bit detached, right? You can also... And this is a daily practice. I'm as I, as I was reading it, I was like, well, um, this is what you need to do on the regular. Is also just notice what you're saying and you're thinking to yourself. And this is hard sometimes when we're upset, or when we're nervous, or when we're anxious, or we're stressed, or whatever. But uh, this is something that. I have practiced in many forms over the past, I would say, four years or so. There are a few people that I follow who teach this, and Brooke Castillo is one of them, and my friend Hillary Rushford is another one. They teach it in different ways. But essentially, it allows you to first just get clear on what it is you're thinking to yourself and also kind of think about how those thoughts are making you feel. And because those two things are going to change how you behave and how you act. So just that, just that kind of like, and I'm looking at the, basically CTFAR is a self-coaching model from Brooke. And hers is, here's a fact, here's the thought, here's the feeling, here's the action, and here's the result. Just that thought and feeling is going to change the action and your results. So just getting, becoming aware, maybe keep a little notes app open where you can just say, wow, I just felt this. That's really weird. And not, don't put any kind of, you know, thought to why it is there. And like, why did I think that I'm trying so hard not to think bad about myself? Don't shame yourself for like noticing a thought. (laughs) Just write the thought down. It's almost like food journaling when you're on a diet and There's a woman who was in Fearless Launching who is a personal trainer. And once she actually told me something, I was like, wow, that's really interesting that the people who food journal, it's not about showing the food journal to anybody. It's becoming aware of what you're eating. And there is like a 60% increase or something in people or success rate in people, maybe even higher for people who food journal. So thought journal, put those thoughts down on paper. Okay, awareness is the next one. And and this is kind of um, along those same lines, but it's a little different. I'll, I'll, there's three things that I kind of pulled out that I knew were applicable to me. And I think they will be to you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're working online, maybe you're working at home alone, even if you have a team. Number one, learn when your peak times are to work and think and do stuff and start using those times. Like be aware of that. 
Um, the, obviously, the more aware you can be about your thoughts and about where you show up the best, that those are the things that are going to help you instead of focusing on the negative. The other thing is learning to say no. In a couple of weeks, I'll ha- I have an episode that's going to be released all about overextending yourself as an entrepreneur uh, in this race to be everywhere. So hang tight for that. But learning to say no is another thing. And knowing what your calendar is so you can say no. And then know that what you feel, this is really hard because I'm still working on this one. No question, at least question yourself. Like when you feel a certain way, when you think you suck or you think you aren't doing well, the way you may feel may or may not be accurate and you might need to process it a little bit further. And so, or it may be, linked to thoughts that are not true or to things that you believe that are not true. So when we question ourselves, you see how I'm stammering of this? This is because this is a thing for me. I, I'm pretty sure that I have a, a pile of things that I believed actually about other people and their belief about me that were just not true. <laughs> like, and I found out after and I was like, Yeah, I kind of made that a crazy mountain instead of a molehill. So awareness. I'm sure there's other ways that you can be aware of your thoughts, your feelings, where you show up the best, learning to say no. By the way, learning to say no is is really a way to um, have more balance and to know what your energy levels are, right? So knowing your peak performance times and peak low performance times might also kind of go into you being able to say no. Okay. So next, the next way to get it back, get the trust back is going to be pretty simple. This is something that I feel like we don't, I don't do enough of. And what, even when I realize I'm like, I should do this, I don't do it because I don't feel like there's enough time and that's self-care. So build the practice of doing things for yourself that are not business related when you aren't under stress or deadlines. So get used to it first, just doing things for yourself to relax on the weekends. So for me, what that looks like is Saturday, I sometimes watch Netflix the entire day (laughs) or I'll, I won't even do the laundry. I will literally not do anything. I might go shopping. I might listen to tarot readings on YouTube, but I, and I definitely do like facials and different stuff, different things like that. But I give myself Saturdays and I'm pretty, it's now a habit, but start there. Just start with things you can do on your weekends to relax and to give yourself like a little bit of downtime. And another way to give yourself self-care is to Acknowledge some things about yourself and respect and honor who you are and your gifts. And maybe this is more of like a separate category, but I actually feel like respecting who you are is self-care and sometimes we just forget. And so this, I'm going to put this in a separate category, just respect and honor who you are and what you have to bring to the world, because we all do have things to bring to the world and to share with other people and to we, we have that ability. So one, respect your values and who you are as a person. And if you don't know, maybe this is great to journal. What are your values and what are, what are they, right? 
Next up is respecting your skills and what, what is your past work history even? Like what are the things that you are good at? And you can, it's not bragging. You're just going to say, here are the things just riff off the top of your head in your journal about what those things are. And you also want to show a little bit of respect and honor for your other interests and your other kind of hobbies. If you have them, what are they? What are those other things that you love to do or you geek out about, or you, you know, would do if you had all the time in the world? And what are the different types of relationships you have in your life? And, and think about each one of those people, those types of things and why you respect them. This is all about respect because I think that when you don't trust yourself, you don't, you kind of don't respect yourself to, you know, do all the things, um, respect for the lessons you've learned and the pain that you felt in your life. Okay, so the final one that I want to share with you is, um, it's not, I guess it's not really the final one, but there are going to be, there are more here than I could just keep going, going through. But one of the most important ones is starting to set realistic goals. And that means having patience with yourself. And it also means that change doesn't happen overnight. So this is something that I literally said out loud this morning. Um, I am so just like with house cleaning. Okay. It's too much sometimes for me to think, I just, I'm just going to clean house today. That's what I'm going to do. Cause this place is nasty. It is such a mess. Instead, I knew that if I did that, because I tend to reach beyond. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't have those kind of big vision goals, but what can you do today? Right? So I picked a room and I got it done. And now after I did that, I said, okay, well, what's next? And I said, okay, I'm going to record my podcast, but think about your goals and the things that you want to achieve as rooms in your house, your business house. And you're going to go from room to room. Okay. I have a few articles that I'm going to put in the show notes about that. And I think that that's really the, the clincher for me is almost not getting ahead of myself. All right. So before we get into applying this to your next launch, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I was reading about the science behind trust and like the science of it, meaning the brain related element to trusting ourselves. And when it comes to trusting ourselves, and I'm simplifying this crazily right now, I'm, I'm really simplifying this. When it comes to trusting ourselves, we actually need to have retrievable memory of experiences where we were able to rely on ourselves to handle a difficult situation. So it's almost like we need that proof so that we can get through other things. So if we can be curious, let's say ask questions, be aware of those times where we were vulnerable, where we were worried and anxious, but got through something difficult. Say, then we can then use that when we're about to go post something that feels 
scary on social media or go live, let's say on Facebook or wherever, start a YouTube channel, do the webinar, whatever. But if we can learn to intentionally pay attention, intention to pay attention to our moments of vulnerability in the past, even without judgment and be curious and be like, okay, you know, I did this then, we basically can build that part of our brain that holds these memories of experience, of these experiences and make it readily retrievable. So the more we do these small things, the more we build that part of our brain and that bank of experiences that's going to help us trust ourselves more and more and more. So for me, I know that going live is not a big deal. For me, I know recording the podcast, not a big deal. doesn't feel dangerous, doesn't feel vulnerable. But there are times, like for me, going on Instagram stories does not feel comfortable. I feel like, why does anybody even want to see this? I feel like such a loser. Like I literally go through it. But if I can, if I build up that hippocampus, I think that's how you say it, of my brain, then I can make it, make that, those experiences, those better experiences where I got through it, retrievable when I needed the most. So we can actually condition that natural ability to trust and rely on ourselves. All we need to do is fill it with good memories that help us get through difficult situations. So here are some suggestions. They actually suggested that that we try spending five to 10 minutes a day doing some sort of, I know you're going to probably roll your eyes, but mindfulness exercise, like writing, but it could be journaling. It could be drawing. It could be meditation. It could be working quietly with no devices. Maybe you take a walk. This can actually help build the practice and memory of you giving yourself peace. I can handle this. It's going to be okay. Like, believe it or not, like that act of wiping your head, your brain of all of the anxiety and all of the thoughts and just doing something where you have to be super in the moment can actually build that retrievable, readily retrievable kind of memory bank so that when you need it, you can actually pull, pull upon it. And this can actually help build that memory. (laughs) You basically are building the memory. Like I gave myself peace once I can do it again. I'm okay. Everything's going to be okay. But if you're constantly in fight or flight, then of course you're not going to be able to pull upon that. You're going to see everything as a do or die situation, right? There's actually a video I'm going to share with, I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, it's just a five minute body scan. And that I think If you've done any meditation, then you may have done a body scan exercise where really you literally start at the top of your head and you just kind of like say, okay, notice my head. Notice You could probably look it up on YouTube, like five minute body scan meditation. (laughs) You can look up that and do that for yourself. Okay, enough of that. So now let's just talk about applying this to your next launch and full transparency. I just put this up on Instagram last week. Um, Some of the things that I think that we can do. Um, and we should remember about our launches, right? And this comes from really working closely with a few different people who are in my incubator and have launches soon. And we've talked about this and, you know, we've talked about this and I have business friends and 
colleagues that I speak to about this as well. But number one, first of all, I think it's just understanding and, and being okay with the fact that we don't control what happens around us and life is probably going to get crazy. So we should just assume it is, (laughs) we should assume things are going to get nuts and life will find a way to stop us from launching every single time. So you need to ask, what can you do to make sure your launch happens no matter what is happening? There, like, imagine there is no excuse. You have to do it, right? So even if something happens, you need to make yourself a priority and make the launch a priority and ask, okay, it's not like you're going to be able to figure out every single scenario that could possibly come up, but you could give yourself more time during the preparation phase. You could give yourself more time. You could find someone who can help you. You can, you know, there are definitely solutions to all of these situations you might expect to come up. Number two, you can accept, not just, not just embrace, but accept this and accept that things will go wrong, accept all of the above and that things will go wrong. And it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't. All right. And number three, you're going to take consistent action. So we talked about this, go room by room, do something every single day without judgment as to how big that step is towards your launch. If it's talking to five people who you think could give you some insights about your product and maybe just talk you through it? Or is it hiring a coach for an hour and talking to them or something? You can take action every single day towards your launch. Even if you're not totally sure of every single thing yet. Of course, it helps when you have a system which I'll talk about in a little bit, but taking consistent action. Number four, create a map, not a plan. Sorry about popping the mic there. Create a map for the projects and campaigns and launches you're going to do instead of doing things on the fly or cobbling things together last minute. Create a map because the plan might change, but at least you'll have a map of what you want to create and you'll be able to work towards fulfilling that map and completing that journey and going on that road trip, that launch road trip. Okay. So the next one is be brave enough to keep things simple. Okay. So instead of doing a crazy big launch, remember what we talked about above, like in terms of like the over extending and overreaching goals and things that are like at least until our launches. And I say this at least until we trust ourselves a little bit more only at least until we're taking consistent action when we are at our best, at least until then. So keep things simple, right? Go room by room. Like you're cleaning a huge launch house. You wouldn't clean a mansion in a day. Let's start with that closet and then build from there. So that just means that, and and I've talked about this, I feel like I am the analogy freak over here, but I have another analogy where I talk about building a layer cake. And there was like this picture of this rainbow, like seven layer cake. And I'm like, well, what if we just started with a two layer cake? And then maybe we added one if we were making sure that it looked good, we did everything. So think of just going layer by layer and building it up, okay? Simple does not mean it doesn't, isn't going to be successful. 
Simple means you know what you're doing. You're really clear. Simple means clear, clarity, and easy to understand. Those are all things we need for a successful launch. Okay, final thing, shift your focus outside yourself. So what that means is focus on understanding and really knowing the other person, you know, the one you're in business to help, serve, teach, guide, or somehow provide a service to. Focus on the other person because giving feels is often easier for us, but this is also a way to stop being in your head about it and stop being judging about yourself. Look at what you're doing as something for them. Now that we've gone through this today, I want to just leave you with a few thoughts. Okay. So first of all, this whole trust, building trust, having self-trust being is going to help you build confidence and you don't do that overnight. So start with little by little. And if you want to download this, I think you can Like you just look on the show notes page, you should be able to download it and just go through and ask yourself some questions about yourself and where are you not trusting yourself? Okay. I understand that it takes some time and it takes some effort and I don't want you to stay in any kind of cycles of not trusting yourself because you're not not serving anyone if you're not trusting yourself, if you're not following through and Also, you're not being in integrity. I know one of my other mentors, uh, James Wedmore, has often said this. It's like when you can be in integrity, that means you trust yourself and other people can trust you too. Um, It's safe to trust yourself. You can follow through. So if you want support applying any of what I've talked about today to your next launch, there's actually a few options. Now, I talked to you about the launch incubator, but... You can look that up. It's just over on my site. You can look and see what that's all about. But I want to also suggest a few other ways that don't really require you to be applying to anything. Um, You can watch a free training that I have, which teaches my simple method and approach to launching. And this is the complete method. It's exactly what I teach inside Fearless Launching. But I wanted to help you get started on it today. Because the sooner you can start trusting that you can actually do this and believing that, the sooner that you're able to get the right help. And maybe that starts with the help you give yourself. So you can you can go sign up for that over at ansomolove.com forward slash trainings with an S. Second thing, if you're not quite ready to, you don't want to go to another workshop or training of any kind, but you do want a little bit more info about the full method, you can actually download this really simple PDF that I have called the Launch Roadmap. And this is just a top-down view of the process. And it's just a great place to dip your toe in the water and see what's ahead of you. And I get that that's sometimes where we want to start. We don't necessarily want to go all in just yet, but trust, trust yourself and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was a little bit different for me, and but I've been doing this work for myself, on myself, and amped it up again just recently as I've had some big decisions to make and been having difficulty making them. So I knew it was a good time to bring this in to the mix. All right, if you enjoyed this episode or you're just a longtime listener of the podcast, head over to iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen to and rate and review the podcast so more people 
amazing souls like yourself can find us and we can we can all have some fun some launch nerdy fun together all right have a great rest of your week and i will talk to you soon